Welcome to the Christian Life Awesome Podcast. Today we continue Man Month. This is a time that we celebrate our fathers and we learn what it takes to be a father according to the Word of God. With today's sermon entitled, It's Time to Go, here is Pastor Brad Wilkinson. Before we jump into our text tonight, let me give you a little bit of historical context as to where our text will bring us in just a moment. So Moses has passed away and God calls Joshua to lead the Israelites now across the Jordan River and take possession of the promised land. God guarantees victory here military-wise and vows that, listen, if you Israelites will continue to follow my commands, I will be with you and you will win this battle. You don't have to worry about it. And so knowing that, the, the people, they swear their allegiance to Joshua. And you know how the story goes. He sends two spies across the river to go check out the land and the men enter Jericho where they, they meet a woman by the name of Rahab, and she hides them in her house and lies to the city officials regarding the spy's presence. And then she continues to profess her belief in the God of the Israelites and asks the two spies for protection when they, they come in to take over the land. And so the spies, they pledge to preserve her life, and then they proceed to go back and tell Joshua everything that they had learned. And so we find ourselves at Joshua chapter 3, verse number 1. And if you have your Bible, you can follow along with us here. If you don't, you can follow along on the screen. The Bible would say this. Then Joshua rose early in the morning. I'm not sure if me and Joshua would be real good friends already. He rose early in the morning and they set out from Acacia Grove and came down to the Jordan. And he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So literally they're on the banks of the Jordan waiting to cross over. And so it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet shall there be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. For you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, clean yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. For just a few minutes tonight, I want to talk to you on this subject. It's time to go. Curiosity is one of the elements that can turn a mere man into an icon. It's the essential trait that every great explorer has. People who discover new things are fascinated with the discovery of the unknown. There's something in them that says there must be more. Something in them says, I'm longing for something that 
I don't currently have, and I'm going to do what it takes to find this something. This is how people who have changed the world have changed the world. Simply because they had a curiosity stirred up within their souls, something that is stirred up in their heart that they can't contain, that they say, listen, there's something on the inside, I I know that there's more, I know there's something out there, and I will not, I will not stop until I figure out what it is. His name was Christopher His discovery of the new world only happened because of a tremendous curiosity. When everybody else said that the world was flat, his theory, you know his theory, was that the world was round. And his theory, as you know, was met with cynicism. His theory was met with ill regard. People laughed at him, made fun of him because they believed that surely there couldn't be more. Than what they had thought. Surely there couldn't be more than what they had currently discovered. No, there there couldn't be more than what they believed in their minds. And when Queen Isabella, the Queen of Spain, commissioned him and gave him the money financing Christopher Columbus and his crew, he set out on grand ideas that there had to be more than what he had currently been experiencing. There had to be more than what he had seen, than the places he had gone. There just, there had to be more. He knew it somewhere down deep in his soul that there was something more. And he wasn't going to stop until he discovered it. A paradigm shift occurred in his life and in the lives of his crew that would, would now be willing to risk everything, even their own lives, to discover a new place that nobody had ever been before. When he discovered the new world, he he found all of its spices and silver and gold and all the beauty that the American shores had to offer. But even then, he wasn't satisfied with discovering this whole new world. Still something inside of him yearned and longed for more. He wouldn't sit back long before he would set out on another journey thinking, surely... There has to be more than what I've already discovered in this lifetime. But in the nation of Spain, the mystery of sailing began to wane. The leaders of Spain became more interested in just going back and forth to the places that they had been before. From Spain to the shores of America, just getting the riches and then heading back to Spain, back and forth, back and forth. What was once thought to be impossible and even non-existent in many, many people's minds became a regular journey now, back and forth from one place to another, the same place, just going from here to there and then going straight back, back and forth. Old hat. Mundane, monotonous, nonchalantly now traveling back and forth. It used to be something of an adventure and something of wonder that people didn't even know existed. But over time it grew so easy to just go back and forth to the same spot. Back and forth, back and forth. 
Hear me tonight, church. They became more interested in settling than discovering. They were content with regular. They were content with average. They were okay with just being normal and not reaching for more, not exploring the depths of what they could be. But they were happy with what they were and weren't necessarily interested now in finding something new. And if I can be frank for a few minutes tonight, I, I, I'm afraid that if we're not careful as saints of God, that it's possible for this exact scenario to play out in our spiritual lives as well. When we started, right, when we, we came to church and, and we found Jesus, we started, we, we didn't really know that this spiritual world existed. We didn't really know there was, there was so much, but now because of the things that life has thrown our way and the busyness of life, what once was so incredible, if we're not careful, can now become just a back and forth journey and it can become mundane and monotonous going home and then coming to church and going home and coming to church. It was once this incredible thing to us and it was once life changing and it was once we walked in with expectation and expecting God to do miracles and the miraculous. But now if we're not careful, it just becomes back and fourth, honey, let's go to church, okay, and let's go home, we'll go eat. But let's go back home and let's go back to church week after week after week. A regular journey of just coming to church and experiencing and picking up some silver and some gold and some blessings from the treasure house of God's word. Back and forth, back and forth to the same place without ever realizing that God never intended for us to stop discovering new places in Him. Come on, there's more in God tonight for us. There's more in Him tonight. I don't know what you walked in here carrying. I don't know what you walked in here needing from Him tonight. But I'm confident in the fact that if you need something from Him tonight, that He is willing and able to meet your need tonight. Do you believe it? Come on, do you believe it? Put your hands together for Jesus tonight. There is more. There is more. There are places on this spiritual journey that you and I, no matter how seasoned you are, that we have never passed by this way before. And God doesn't want you and I, listen closely, He doesn't want you and I to settle for colonization over exploration. He doesn't want you and I to just get in our holy huddles and do what we always do and get with our group of friends and just, just be what we... No, no, no. He's not interested in that so much. He's looking for you to explore and to get out of your comfort zone and to be willing to seek out and to say, God, whatever you want to do in me, have your way tonight. He's not interested in colonization he wants you and I to explore the depths that he has to offer. Spiritually speaking, something in you and I needs to yearn for more. Spiritually speaking, something on the inside of you and I needs to be hungering for more. 
We need to walk into church saying, God, I don't have a clue. My day's been crazy, but all I need is more of you. I don't know how to fix it, but I know you can help me. I know you can give me the grace that I need. I know you can give me the peace that I need. There's something in us, church, that has to long and yearn for more of the presence of God. Something in us has to say, God, there's got to be more than where I am currently. I know I know you. I know I'm in relationship with you. But I'm not content with where I am. There's got to be something more than than just going home and coming back to church and then going to work. There has to be more than normal. There has to be more than average. It's time to go. I believe that if you and I get interested in settling in our walk with God, settling in the valley of common, hey, did you know that your relationship with God was never designed and intended to be boring? It's not his intention that you come to church and you fall asleep week after week. That, that's not the point if some of us didn't know it. He doesn't want you to read his word all the time and fall asleep every time you read it. Though sometimes if you read it late at night, it can happen. Not to me, I mean, no. But your relationship with God was never intended to become boring. But you and I oftentimes have allowed things of life to get in our way. And we just get in the mundane routine of back and forth. And back and forth. It doesn't have to be boring. I don't know about you, but I'm not living in common times. I'm not facing common temptations. I don't need another common church service. I don't need another common relationship. You know what you and I need, to be honest with you, to deal with the stuff that we're dealing with on a daily basis? You know what your teenagers need to get through the stuff that they have to face during the summer and during the school? is an uncommon relationship with Jesus Christ. They need something that the world looks at and says, you're kind of crazy. Yeah, maybe we are, but there's, we know there's something more. We know there's something more on the inside of us. And I'm not going to stop until I get more. I'm not going to stop until I receive what I've come for tonight. It's time to go. Occasionally... Occasionally when we walk into church, you and I, we, we need to have the mindset. I don't know if you vocally, you verbalize it or if you say it in your heart and your spirit. But God, tonight, today, you just need to tear me up. You need to just do something on the inside of me that hasn't been done in a long time. God, today, tonight, when I walk into church, you need to drive me to my knees in brokenness and tears until I get a breakthrough that I've been looking for. But we, we like to stop when we get uncomfortable because we think people around us will think we're weird and we're over-spiritual. But God's saying, listen, I don't want you to stop. I don't want you to stop pressing and pushing and praying. 
He's saying, I've got something more for you tonight. If you will be willing to push through the mundane, to push through the ordinary, and reach in to the extraordinary. There's more. There's more for you tonight in God. There's more for you tonight in this house. Because it's in this place. It's in this place of brokenness, God. It's in this place of just being completely torn apart. I don't know if you've ever been there. I know I have, and I know I need to get there as often as I can. The place where I can't even stand up, you know, I can't even control the tears because his presence is just so strong. That's the place. That's the place where everything that you and I need to be sustained happens. Is in a place of brokenness, a posture of saying, God, I can't do it on my own. I'm helpless without you. I need more of you. Shake me and move me. Until I'm everything you want me to be. Lot set out and settled in the plain of Zor. Zor translated means little. Little, and I'm afraid, and maybe I'm preaching more to me tonight than I am to you, but I have a feeling it's probably a little bit to both of us. I'm afraid that if I'm not careful, and, and if you're not careful, that, that we, will, we will begin to settle for little prayers. And we'll settle for little worship. And we'll, we'll settle to come into church and just clap our hands and just get through another service. And we'll, we'll settle for the small things. We'll, we'll settle for little devotion and little commitment. God's not calling the church in this day and age to little. He's not calling any, any believer to little. His plans for you far exceed little. I'm tired in my own life of, I'm tired of little prayers. I'm tired of, of half-hearted worship when I come in and I'm tired and I have things on my mind and I get through a church service and I really don't know what happened. I can't remember what was preached. I can't remember what it felt like to be in the presence of God because I had something else on my mind. I'm tired of, of those little experiences. I'm ready for God to shake me and I'm ready for God to move me. I'm ready for God to tear me up. To take me again to a place of brokenness in my spirit. Because that's the place that you and I long to be. There's nothing like the presence of the Almighty God in life. Maybe it's this. It's the fact that in life I'm in places that, that I've never been before doing things that I've never done before. And I got to thinking that if, if physically in life I'm in places that I've never been before, then maybe spiritually I need to reach for places that I've never been before. If I'm dealing with things 
that I've never dealt with before and doing things that I've never done before, then maybe, just maybe, I need to go there spiritually as well if I'm going to survive and I'm going to make it. Something tells me tonight that there is more in God. When you and I have greater need, hear me tonight, He has greater grace. I don't know what your needs are, but I know His grace is sufficient. I know that His, His blood covers every sin that you've ever committed in your life. And if you've walked in here with guilt and condemnation, hear me tonight. His grace is bigger. But from time to time, it's just easy, right? It's, just, it's, it's comfortable to just camp out in the land of common. And to just kind of to put a tent up here and build a fire in the place of common. We, we just like to settle here. We, we like to get saved and then do the journey back and forth and back and forth without ever going any deeper in God. Without ever being any mightier in the spirit. Without ever going any deeper in worship. And I've come to tell you tonight, church, that there is a place of more. There's a place beyond the mundane. There's a place beyond the boring relationship. If you've never experienced a spirit-led, spirit-filled life, can I tell you, there is more waiting for you. There's more. There's more than common. There's more than boring. There is a place, there is a place that I long to be beyond the common. I'm so tired. Anytime I walk into his presence, I want to be broken and moved. One of the main prayers that I pray over my children every single night is, God, I pray that my children would have tender hearts to the things of you. Anytime that your spirit moves, anytime that your presence is around, oh God, I don't want my heart to become hardened because of the things of life. I don't want my children to not know what it feels like to feel your presence. God, break me. Shake me, Lord. Take me to a place that I've never been before. History. History records that Columbus could do what few sailors could do in his time. Let's navigate by the sun. He would literally stand on the bow of the boat, squinting his eyes, looking for a new horizon. He would squint his eyes so much for the new horizon that history tells us that Columbus actually went blind from squinting on the bow of the boat, looking, navigating by the sun for a new horizon. He, he literally lost his eyesight because he couldn't help but look for more. 
He couldn't help but search for something beyond where he was. He wasn't satisfied with where he was. Though he had done great things and been many, many great places, he knew somewhere on the inside of him that there was more and it didn't matter what it cost him. It didn't matter what he had to do. He was not going to stop seeking and reaching for something more. His eyes were affected By navigating by the sun, peering for the unknown, peering and longing for something new. Where where is it? I know, I know it's out there. I know nobody else believes in me. I I know what you're saying about me, that I'm crazy. But I'm standing here on the bow of this old boat looking with squinted eyes saying, there's got to be something more. What if? What if you and I came to church like this every single time the doors were open? What if we got this in our spirit tonight and we, we begin squinting? We just, we just begin squinting and, and searching the horizon for something new until you and I became blind explorers. He lost his eyesight because he couldn't bear to stop looking for new places and new horizons, staring into the sun day after day after day in search for something more. I've got to have more. I'm not going to settle on this sea. I'm not going to settle with this, one, with this one finding. I know that there is more. Before discovering Santo Domingo, Columbus was blind, yet his instincts were so sharp because of his previous voyages that he was able to follow the curve line only known by a few navigators. So I ask you and I ask me tonight, do we have eyes that are squinting, looking for the headwinds of the Holy Spirit to carry us to places that we've never been before? Because many will say, listen, just just be satisfied with going to church and then going back home and then going to church and then going back home and then go, go to work, sure, and then go to church and then go back home, back and forth, back and forth. Don't get too spiritual because you might be perceived as a little weird or a little, you know, awkward. But maybe... Maybe there's a place that we know exists that they don't even know exists. Maybe we've just been there. We've been to a place spiritually that says, I may not be there now, but I will get there again. And your naysayers, they may not even know that that place exists, but I tell you tonight, keep on reaching and searching. It's time to go. It's time to go maybe there's a place that they don't even know exists church you and I are called to better than average we're called to better than normal and oftentimes we settle into the regular and the average and I believe that God is calling you and I To places spiritually that we have never been before. I believe that he wants to do things in our lives that we've never seen before. We've read about in the Bible. We've heard it happening in places. But I just believe as a 32 year old young man. That God wants to do something more than I've ever seen in my lifetime. 
that he wants to heal people, that he wants to bless people beyond what I could even begin to comprehend. That he wants to give direction and vision and repair relationships and marriages that nobody thought could ever be repaired. Maybe I'm just crazy or call me old-fashioned, but I believe in a God that can do what I'm preaching about tonight. Are your eyes growing tired from looking for something new or have we gotten to the place that we walk into church and we don't expect anything spiritually from God I've gone as deep as I can go I've gone as far as I can go in him so I'll just stay right here back and forth back and forth, I've come to preach to you tonight, church, that I, I've come to preach to the comfortable tonight, that there is a place beyond where you are spiritually. That there is more in Jesus Christ than, than a comfortable chair and a great, uh, great clap and a, and a great hand raise. There is more for you and I to experience. There's a place. There's a place where you can unload your burdens. There's a place where you can find the joy that you've been looking for. There is a place where you can pray and you can be set free. Where, where you can pray and be set free. I don't know about you, but that, those places are not common those places are not average. Those places are not normal. Those places are the places that I want to be. Anytime I walk into church and, and anytime I'm in his presence, I want to be in his presence where I know that if I need my burdens lifted, if I've come in carrying something, that I know it can be laid down and he can remove it from me. There is a place beyond where we are right now. As a church, has God brought us to this place to just exist, to just be satisfied? Or should spiritually, should you and I be out on the bow of this old ship with eyes squinting, peering into the horizon, enlightened by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, vision from the Holy Ghost, seeing the harvest on the fields? that lay before us. Lord, I thank you for everything that you're doing now. I thank you for all that you've done. But God, I know there's more. God, I thank you for all the people that we've reached in South Austin. I thank you for all the people that we've fed through Serve the City. I thank you for all the people that we've been able to reach and help. But God, we're not satisfied as a church with what we've done. Lord, we're ready for more. God, we know there's more. And Lord, we're ready to step up to the plate and accept the challenge. Whatever you call us to as a church, we're ready. Because we see the harvest as we stand on the bow of this old boat, peering and looking for more. Lord, I know they're out there. I know there's people that need to know you. Show me. Yeah. 
I think sometimes we, we need to step back and realize that the moments that we have here together, that we, we've got this moment and we might as well go ahead and own the moment while we're here. You know what I mean? We might as well take advantage of the time that we have together. We, did you know that you can have as much in God as you need from Him tonight? Did you know that you can receive as much strength from Him as you need to receive tonight? That you can receive as much peace from Him as you need in your life tonight? Did you know that that's possible? Sometimes. Sometimes we need to lose ourselves so we can find ourselves. So that we can own this moment. This should be the churches and the people of God's greatest hour. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at the person next to you. I want you to tell them. You don't just have to. Uh, I'm going to tell you to tell them something. Don't just look at them weirdly. Sorry. People are like, you are creepy. Stop staring at me. I want you to look at the person next to you. And I want you to tell them this. Lose yourself. No, come on, say it like you mean it. Say, lose yourself. yourself. Come on, say it one more time with authority. Lose yourself. And then look at them again. Don't really say this, but think this. Because, honey, we've seen you. And to be honest with you, you're not all that impressive. Please don't say that to your wife. Gentlemen, no. Do not say that. Hear me tonight, it's time for some of us to lose ourselves. It's time for some of us to lose our attitude and find His attitude. It's time for some of us to lose our habits and find His holy habits. It's time for some of us to lose our way and find His way. It's time for some of us to lose our direction and find His direction for our life. Come on, go ahead tonight and lose yourself. Come on, go ahead for just a second. Why don't you give Him some praise tonight? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! I'm almost done. Randy, will you help me, sir? We'll get you home or to gyms or wherever you got to go after this. Joshua, the son of Nun, the man that we read about at the beginning, heard God in his spirit say, today is the day, Joshua. I know that you've been in the wilderness for 40 years. I I know you knew this land existed 40 years ago and everybody else has died out except for Caleb and you. But it's time. Now there is something, there's something else. There, There is something else. I wonder tonight, saints of God, do you believe that there is something more in the Spirit for you? Come on, do you believe that God's got more for you tonight? He's not done revealing himself. He's not done showing us his power. Joshua chapter 3. God said, I I want you to send the ark of the covenant out. Verse 5 said this. Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves. 
Sanctify yourselves. Clean your act up. Whatever you got going on, people, listen, it's time to drop it. It's time to go ahead and get right. Go ahead and clean yourself. Go ahead and stop messing around. We're done with all of that. You've had enough time to play around. You've had enough time to goof around. Now is the time to sanctify yourselves. Clean yourselves for tomorrow. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Would you stand with me all across the house tonight? Our prayer partners are making their way down to the front. Hear me this evening. Your tomorrow can be better than your today. Listen, because there's a place waiting for you that you have never been before. There's a place for you that you have never passed by before, as the scripture said. We've been a lot of places, we've seen a lot of things, but there is a place that you have not passed by before, and your tomorrow can be greater than your today. The Bible said, the Bible said that he, he set out that's blind exploring. Literally, he's, he's at the Jordan. And he's stepping off the banks of the Jordan. Waiting for the waters to part. Land under his feet. And he takes a step of faith into the river. And the Bible said that the river swelled. That sounds dangerous to me. But he stepped out. And when he does... The water parted. Listen, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the benefits and the goodness of God. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong in settling in that for a time, enjoying His blessings, as long as you and I always have an exploration mentality inside of our spirit. As long as we maintain a, a blind, exploring spirit that says, Lord, wherever you call me, I will step out in faith and I will move in that direction. If I hear your voice, I have nothing else to do but move to where you tell me. I may not know how, I may not know when, but I will move by faith to the place that I've never been before. Following Jesus Christ, friends, is never boring. Never boring. Come on, if you and I will begin tonight to long for the greatness of our vast God. If tonight you and I will be willing to leave the mundane and the comfortable and the average in search of something beyond what you've ever experienced before. Beyond the places that you've ever gone before spiritually. You will begin to move into uncharted waters. And you will begin to discover some places that maybe even you never knew existed before. You're going to get some peace that you never knew you could receive. You're going to get some joy in your life that you never thought you would have joy again because somebody hurt you. And you're going to get a joy tonight. I believe it. 
One man said this as I wrap up. If you want to build a ship, don't get people together to get some wood. No, teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. And then they, my friends, will build a ship. If you and I can get out of the the comfort zone and the, the mundane of a back and forth from home to church and we can walk into his presence every time saying, Lord, I don't know what you want to do in me today, but I've come expecting something great from you. I've come expecting a miracle. I've come expecting something that I've, I've never received before. Then I believe if we have expectation in our heart, he's going to meet us. Because the truth is this, that you and I will never get more from God until we hunger and we reach and we become dissatisfied with where we are currently in our current state spiritually. I don't know who you are tonight, I don't know what you, you've come needing, but we have a few minutes tonight and it would, be, it would be wrong of me if we didn't open these altars and allow you tonight to reach for something more. Come on, maybe, maybe you need more on your job. Maybe you need more in your relationships. Maybe you need more spiritually. Maybe you want to go to places that you've never been before spiritually. And you're tired of where you are and you're saying, God, tonight I'm going to step out in faith because I've been standing on this boat for long enough looking and longing for something more. And I see it in the horizon. And tonight I'm not going to stop. Until you give me more. If that's you tonight, I want you to make your way down to the front. Come on, don't worry about anybody else. Begin to make your way down to the front. We're going to pray with you. And that concludes today's message. Please visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, to register for an upcoming event, or to support the Christian Life Ministry through our online giving portal. Thank you for listening.